We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode is brought to you by Impulse Creative. I'm Jackie, and if you want to see real results and work with great humans to grow your business, then Impulse Creative is your agency, and I'm your contact. Reach out to me through our website, impulsecreative.com today, and let's chart your course for growth. From a website that will get results to helping implement a marketing strategy, we're here to help your business grow. Welcome, Wayfinders. I'm Remington. And hey, I'm Dan. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. Uh, so man, I'm so excited we get to do this one today because this was a conversation I had with our growth strategist, Jackie, based on a conversation, or actually based on a tweet that I saw from one of our friends. It was like, hey, we can do remote yeah. selling. We, we have been for 10 years. Yep. Um, I love when Doug does that kind of thing. It cracks me up. Hi, but Doug. Yeah, so th- <laughs> Hi, Doug. So we started this conversation, Jackie and I, uh, to talk about remote selling because that's what she does for us. It's all remote. Yep. And so closing deals without shaking hands, like, is that really a thing? And it absolutely is. So that was our conversation. And I thought, gosh, we should bring this to the Wayfinders. You agreed. Sure. So here we are. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was really awesome because um, behind the scenes, it was never intended to be an episode, but that's just how authentic the team is. Like just, yeah. I guess I could also say that they're just on all the time, as you right. can tell in this um, in this episode. But yeah, it was cool to see her perspective. And, and I think one of my favorite parts of it were when you were asking about like, you know, phones, since the invention of the phone, people have been selling on the phone. Um, and I think it's interesting because it hasn't really changed as much as it's a mindset shift. And, and I loved how she kind of, that was a ribbon that was throughout the whole thing. She's like, well, you just have to understand how, you know, how things change and what, like what you got to do to adhere to your process. And so that was music to my ears. I, everyone knows I love processes, but, um, <laughs> but it, she had some really good, um, really good insights about like when you're in person, if someone leans back, and that kind of thing that I thought were, were interesting. It's the, the human side of the tell. But one of the things that I think is understated, she also mentioned like 15% of her clients don't jump on video. I think it's incredibly powerful to be on video as a salesperson, even if they're not. That's also That's very cool. uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Because, because Jackie's talking about how they get to see her, they get to see her express. She, they get to see her focus. They get to see that. Um, we don't get to see it as a, as a salesperson if the prospect doesn't come on video, but we still can leave that impression even if they don't. So my shout out to all of the salespeople doing the remote thing right now, leave your video on. That's really, that's really interesting. I, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way about leaving that impression. Cause like, well, I'll just do what they're comfortable with. So I won't be on video. Right. But what a great perspective shift that mind sh- mindset change. So, yeah. Um, I, I liked what you said too, about the contract part mm-hmm. and, and you can hear, I think like my, like my, my joy about it or whatever, my curiosity about it. She says, you don't, you have to earn a contract from me. So when you yeah. send an email to close the deal, as it were, it's already closed. It's a relationship, right? It's all about building that relationship in whatever way they can, which I just find again, during this, time of a lot of remote selling going on and, and into the future remote selling, I think is going to stick around for a lot of companies. Yep. Um, so just building that relationship as you can so that the, the email is just basically, you know, button up details. So 
Yeah. There's, I've talked to a couple other sales, um, sales folks. And one of the things that they talk about is like, they don't get the dopamine rush when they close the deal. No. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that Jackie like celebrate dragging it to closed one. Um, you know, celebrate the signature, mm-hmm. celebrate, like find something to celebrate. So you still get that dopamine hit. Um, but you know, it's funny because like in, um, sales orgs, we'll say, a lot of times they got the gong or the bell or something. Someone gets to walk up and like right. rattle when they close their, uh, their six figure deal. Um, but you don't get that right now. And so as an org, as an organization, figure out ways to celebrate those wins. We do it in Slack. Um, I was just going to ask you. Deal, right. Drops into Slack and there's a whole bunch of clap emojis or like eyeball emojis, depending on the, uh, <laughs> depending right, on the right. scale of the client. Or our, I like the fire emoji is always good, but also we have a, a custom emoji of the impulse funnel. Yeah. It's like go impulse, you know, it's a, there yeah. you go. That's good stuff. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, so remote selling, it's a good, it's an easy, not an easy thing. Sorry. It's a good thing. It's a thing yeah. that's sticking around. Any other advice you have for that based on this conversation before we get into it? Yeah. I think lean in, don't hold out for not having like waiting for things to go back. That's a whole nother agenda that I'm going to talk about in, in other episodes, I'm sure. But, you know, if you're waiting to not be selling remotely, sure, it's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be some kind of normalcy that's going to come back in regards to sales positions. But I think that it's part of your arsenal and Jackie's example um, of how she transitioned through is a perfect example of that, right? She has a whole sales career where that transition happened. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable right now because some people haven't and they've been kind of forced into it, but don't wait for things to come back to any type of normalcy. Just pivot and focus on on leaving the most amount of value possible in your sales conversations that you're having on video. Turn your damn video on regardless (laughs) of the other side. And I think if you start to leverage it, even when things go back to normal, now you've got this part of your arsenal that makes it so that you can essentially do sales anywhere. Right. Well, and how much, you know, like how much better of a salesperson are you or just communicator in general, right? I'm, I'm in marketing. I'm not going to give sales advice, but how much better of a communicator are you, are you, if you can do it remote, right. And you can read those pauses. You, you can, you know, build those pauses in and lean back yourself to, to let things sit for a minute or whatever. I mean, there's so many skills and storytelling, right? So many relationship building skills that come through this remote world. Um, for those who want to dive even deeper beyond what Jackie and I talked about, the uh, I'll link to the article in the description where I go over what D- uh, Doug talked about based on his tweet. He, I interviewed him as well uh, separately. And so there's videos embedded into the article. A lot of break, a lot of it breaks down what he talked about. So there's even deeper, but Jackie's conversation was awesome. So I'm excited to get for it, yeah. to get to it. You ready? Yeah, let's roll. This is going to be awesome. All right. Season three, episode 12. Let's set that course for growth. So welcome viewers. Uh, I'm Dan Growth Marketer here at Impulse Creative and joining me uh, for this quick interview is Jackie, our growth strategist. Hi, Jackie. Hi. So today we're going to talk about remote selling and what it looks like the way you can't actually shake the hand. So Jackie, you ready to get into this? Absolutely. Tell me the story about going from door to door into phone. Um, well, I, I mean, that was a career change. Um, I was just done doing a door to door outside sale hustle. I was just ready to move on from that. Um, and wanted to get into more of like a customer relationship type of sale. 
Um, and so I actually went into education and was, was uh, like an admissions advisor, which is a different kind of sale, but believe it or not, admissions advisors are selling you on their school and their product, which is the degree that you want. Yeah. Um, and so that, so going though from door to door was really challenging for me because the way that you sell, um, the manner in which you say things, um, it's different than when you're in person, right? Um, there's not that like visual cue of, am I talking too fast? Am I too in their face? Am I too aggressive? Because, you know, visually you can see if somebody leans back from you in a sale, it usually means because you're pushing too far forward on them, whether it's physically, verbally, or with what you're trying to give them. Um, and so I think selling is a lot of cues. Um, and when you're doing that strictly on the phone, now here at Impulse, we do it via video. But when you do it strictly on the phone, you don't always get that. And I struggled at first with being able to read the person on the other line. So what is a cue that lean back is such a great visual? And on video, yeah. you can see that. Yeah. But what is a cue that you picked up on when having those conversations with people over the phone? Let's, let's start with the phone first. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, with phone only, it is 100% about embracing the pause. So it's about saying something and stopping because as a salesperson, you can feature dump. That is a technical term. You can feature dump and talk all day. I can tell you why my product is the best product out there. And I can go on for 25 minutes without letting you get a word in edgewise. Selling over the phone, you have to have a skill set in which you ask a question, answer a question, pause, reflect. And it's kind of that dance of, let me give you a little something. Let me ask a little something. Let me wait and hear what you think about that something. Because if you're not truly embracing in a dialogue, you're not going to get very far. I like that. How, how critical or how important is it to use video rather than just phone? Uh, that's interesting. I will, I would say that 85% of the sales calls I make it impulse creative, the prospect does show up on video. Even before coronavirus, the prospect was still showing up on video. Those 15% that don't show up on video, I still have to remind myself about all these tactics that I've accumulated over the years, like in my arsenal to ensure that the conversation we're having is appropriate, even though I can't see their face. So I think video is very important because a part of my charm, I'd like to think is seeing me in person. It's like relating to me as a human being. I'm very expressive in my face and with my hands and in my mannerisms. And I think that like a lot of selling is selling yourself. Really, it's you're, you, you buy a product, but you buy it from the person who's selling it to you a lot of the time, especially with these larger deals, right? Um, they're more of like a journey. You're not like a one and done. There are many conversations before you do a six figure deal as Doug was talking about. And uh, I think being able to see me gives me personally like a level up in the process. I find it very important. However, that's not to say that I haven't closed deals over the phone only. Um, it does happen. I would just say that in today's day and age, we have this opportunity to leverage video. Why not? How, when, when you talk remote, I also think about things like email, texting, chat. 
are those tools for closing too, or are those just for conversation and you, and you need to get on the phone or a video to actually close? Um, so that's interesting. There is a moment in the sales process when you know a deal is going to close before you sell a con before a contract is signed. So I think the semantics of closing a deal, I can send you an email after you've had this great conversation and I know you're closing, like, you know, you, you know, when something's moving forward, I can then com complete the process with like an email, a contract and, and then a com and then maybe a quick phone call. Like, Hey, we're excited to work together. I got your contract, talk with you soon. Here's the next step in your process. I think everything after that, like, yeah, we're moving forward conversation can be done via a recorded video, phone or email with no issues at all. Because at that point, you've already made the connection emotionally, psychologically, and from a business connection that like, we're doing this. We've already done the thing and we're doing, we've danced. We've decided we're doing it. Everything after that, in my opinion, can very much be done via email. In fact, it's more efficient and there's less friction that way. Let's just send the email, get it done, you know? Those are the semantics of the deal though. Hmm. Like the sending of the contract to me, I also, and Mandy B, not every salesperson is like that. I don't send a contract unless they're ready for it. You have to earn getting a contract from me. I don't send a million contracts. Hmm. And I think that's also from like a salesperson's perspective or a sales manager's perspective, like, oh, you have to send X amount of contracts. Who cares how many contracts you send? As long as they're signed, that's the win. Um, and so for me, you have to earn a contract from me. I'm not just sending one to you. And so if it's just an email, then who cares? I already know they've earned it. They're going to sign it. Interesting that that's part of our culture on the sales side of Impulse Creative is that we don't just pepper people with contracts, you have to earn it. I love that yeah. switch. Has yeah. that always been what you've done in sales or is that something like unique to impulse for you? That's, that is unique as I've grown in my sales career. It's been unique to me, but it's also very unique to impulse. Um, now a, a, a contract is a quote or scope. Okay. So like a scope is saying this is talked about these are some of the options. You could do option A, you could do option B. Like I'll send a scope and an email to someone after a really juicy conversation where I understand their needs and their challenges and how we can solve them. So like, here's an idea of what it would look like as a solution for an impulse creative. A contract is like, we've scoped this out and I'm, I'm very confident that this is how you're moving forward. Um, and so earlier in earlier careers of mine, it was about just contract, 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 like get contracts out. And the more hands I can get contracts in, the more contracts I'm going to get sold. They were like one close call deals. I was in, I was out. Like they were not relationship built sales. They were burn and churners mm -hmm. where like what we're doing here at impulse specifically, it's very relationship specific. Like we are finding a solution and being a partner in an organization. We, this is a long term, even if it's only a 90 day long term, like we are embedding ourselves in their organization very deeply. Um, you know, writing content for your website and talking to your customers, like we need to know you. Um, and so for, we, we, we have made it so that I don't send out random contracts to people all the time. And honestly, mm. when I do send a contract before they're ready or they've earned it, it's not signed mm. because there's something missing. 
like if I don't have all of my ducks in a row and I don't, I, I don't think I have the right solution or the right buy-in, sending a contract isn't going to get me a deal. Yeah. So I hear you say it's all about relationships for us. Yes. And you're building relationships, not face-to-face. When we think about relationships, we often think, I think anyway, especially in sales, I'm going to take them out to dinner. I'm going to buy them a drink. We're going to meet at a conference. Yeah. You know, we're, I'm going to shake their hands. We're going to go golf. Yeah. Right. Sure. Sure. But you're Been doing there, this. That. Right. And there's nothing yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. That's cool. No. Yeah. 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 But we don't need that in the modern business world necessarily. I mean, especially right now during this recording, it's obviously, you know, a lot of states are in quarantine. We're talking about COVID-19 and everything else, but, but realistically, like this is the future. This is the now and the future. Yeah. What's your biggest piece of advice for people that want to build relationships that can't get together and press the flesh? Sure. Um, so curating a space for you to be in that speaks loudly about who you are. So the, I'm not sitting in my office at the current moment. I am at my kitchen table with a three-year-old destroying my <laughs> living room and running down to her dad in the office in the basement, right? Like, so this isn't my specific office space, but in my office, there are giant reflections of who I am as a person. You will see pictures of my family my children, music, like you, you can see who I am in my office. So I think it's really important that if you're going to lean into this remote selling space and you are going to be utilizing video, which I highly recommend that you make your space a reflection of who you are so that people can relate to you. Now, as a salesperson, the first thing they teach you is build rapport. You go to a meeting, you're shaking hands and sitting at your desk. We're building rapport. And what am I doing? I am looking over your shoulder. Is there a picture of a family? Is there a book about golf or a, you know, Eagles football? I'm from the Philadelphia market. Is there an Eagles football in a case behind you? Like, how can I connect to this human being, human to human, to build rapport? That's not like, so it's raining today, right? And so right. like, when you're doing this process of building rapport, you are still doing that remotely. It, it, it might look and feel different at first, but it's the same tactic. How can I crack the nut and crack the shell and get through to the person on the phone or across video as we're doing right now, Dan, like how can I connect with you so that we have something in common or something we can talk about that's going to make us both at ease in the situation. That's what you do in real life and that's what you should be doing on the phone. That step should never be missed. And I think sometimes when people go over remote, they forget that because it feels impersonal, right? Because I'm not in your face. It's still very personal and, and you cannot forget that People are buying you. You are, are a representation of your organization. And even though I'm like, I've got the best developers and the best content marketers in the world, they're not going to meet them until they get through me. And so I have to represent them to their fullest and represent my organization to its fullest. And again, that's about me being me. So when people come to Impulse, they're expecting 900 Jackies, right? Like these like great people who want to engage with them and ask questions and try to find solutions and help because that's what I do. But we all do that as well. Everyone behind me does that. So you have to ensure that you're building rapport with that. You're also in line, your communication and who you are and what you're conveying, the message you're conveying is in line with what's actually happening. Um, because when you're in person, it's so much easier to like, look at this piece of paper as to all the reasons why I'm going to leave this with you as to all the reasons why my company is amazing, right? There's that like you build rapport, you have a leave behind, all these like tactics in real life. Well, I'm building rapport by having this conversation with you, but I'm also going to send you an email with a PDF that's going to talk to you a little bit more about 
things that we discussed during this call today to help clarify things for you. Like all those things you do in person, you can do through technology. Awesome. That's great advice. And a great way to think about it is building rapport, you know, the things behind us, the things around us, your space. Um, what's been one of your biggest uh, hurdles that you've faced or a biggest failure that you've faced in selling remote? Um, hmm. I mean, so salespeople tend to also be like very social creatures. Um, and it, it can be, you know, challenging if you're used to conferences and networking events and like, you know, that being in person and like, you know, the drive time, like, like windshield warriors, right? Like getting in your car and driving out and listening to your podcast and like all of those social interactions that you have day to day as a salesperson, sometimes you don't have them when you're remote and you're at home. And so it's really important to find those connections where you can, whether that's like through your colleagues or, you know, maybe, maybe you go with like a networking group in this current market, you go and start a networking group remotely, right? Why not? Why can't you? you know, all get on a call together. But I think that that, that that human interaction was a real big struggle for me at first going remotely um, because I was just so used to being in the field for a decade. I don't know. Um, but then also that dance of knowing, like we talked about at Impulse Creative, how like I'm really big about earning the contract. I definitely fell into the hole of just like sending out contracts because it's at right at your fingertips, right? So sometimes when you're in person, it's the it's delivering of a contract and watching them sign it felt like a big win, right? Now it's it's different. Like it's an electronic signature. It's it's not always, and we've talked about this before, like when I get to go into my seat my uh my CRM and it closed one, that's watching someone sign a contract now. So it's also like changing where you get your buzz from and like where you get excited about your job because things are going to be different. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Great stuff, Jackie. So any, any final wise words of advice uh, for somebody who's finding themselves now going, I need to close remote deals. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Stay true to your process. And, and by that, I mean like your follow-up process because even though you meet someone in person, and you go back again for to try to get that second meeting and perhaps you're knocking on doors or you're delivering lunch, you can translate all of those little processes that you're used to into something electronically, right? So, so instead of going back and dropping something off, send an email with an important piece of content that's gonna reflect on your last conversation, right? Send them a virtual cup of coffee, invite them to a Zoom meeting. You know, your follow-up process should stay aligned, but tweak it for this virtual marketplace. Um, so that you're still feeling like you're moving someone through your pipeline as efficiently as you used to in person. But again, we can't right now. Like you cannot go to their office and knock on their door, but what can you do, right? Can you send a piece of content? Can you send a cup of coffee virtually or, or, or something like that that's going to still have the same effect as you would feel in person? So there you have it, Jackie. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, you are fantastic. Where can people connect with you if they want to learn some more or just talk to you or whatever? Where's the best place to find you? Yeah, I'd be happy to answer any questions or dive deeper into anything we talked about today. You can find me on LinkedIn is probably professionally where you'd want to find me. But if you're interested in anything I do, 
during and outside of work. I'm also like on Instagram and Facebook and happy to connect on any of those platforms. Awesome. We'll put some links down uh, below this video on the article. So thank you again, Jackie. My pleasure, Dan. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, post it, tweet it, gram it, email a friend, give the gift of knowledge to someone you know that could benefit from it. And if you really loved it, please consider leaving a rating and written review on your podcast player of choice. And as always, go to wayfindinggrowth.com for resources and past episodes. Remember, we're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Thank you for listening to Wayfinding Growth.